Hi, this is the Applied Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Broman from Legally Wise Women. This podcast is about how the challenges in our lives often create our biggest transformations. And it's about taking the support, power and skill of the legal aspects of those challenges to become legally wise. And in this first episode, who better for my guest than Ush Danik, my former co-host on the IQ Meets EQ podcast and one of Australia's leading experts on emotional intelligence. Ush is an EQ coach and trainer and popular keynote speaker and the founder and CEO of the EQ Academy, which is an online hub for emotional intelligence courses and workshops in Australia. She also works in schools to teach EQ to, ch- to kids and supports HR de- uh, departments to get the best out of their employees. Uh, so sit back and learn from the amazing Ush. Back to old times, isn't it, Ush? My God, reminds me. I'm, I'm, I'm actually dressed though, unlike normal. I've got clothes on. That's not my PJs. <laughs> That's right. Would have been PJs and a beanie. Um, yeah, well, a year ago for you though, it's like you already had a workout by the time I get my face online. So yeah, <laughs> that's right. Although I'm not getting up so early these days, I um, would be a little bit like you. You're rounding in the mornings. I'm getting up and meditating at five thirty, but I'm not exercising till six thirty. It's all right. It's still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our morning routines. <laughs> so good to see you and catch up with you. And you. Um, so with the Applied Wisdom podcast, mm. um, I'm really wanting to explore how challenges are often the biggest transformation or, or pivot points in our lives. Um, and so when, you know, women particularly when they're dealing with a legal problem and it can be all-consuming and it's super stressful, but of course there are many other things in our lives. It's just, you know, a lot of Big life events have legal consequences, don't they? Um, separations, deaths, um, moves, um, in and out of jobs, there's all legal consequences. Um, and I know that you've transitioned a few times, so you're perfect to talk to about mm. this. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you've built up so many skills since you were a lawyer as well. Mm. Um, but looking back the stress um, at different points in your career before you did extra training. Um, what did you call on to get through in those times? Mm-hmm. Good question. I think the first stressor that I can recall as soon as you asked me that question was making the decision to quit law. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember having that conversation with my family because they, you know, they, sacrificed a lot to help me you know have that career in the first place and help me pay to go to law school so I felt almost like indebted to them to see it through um so after I spoke to them they were actually really supportive which was great um and I think what I had to call on at that moment in time was really my own inner strength because I didn't have any other skills at that time I didn't have EQ um it was all very IQ I wasn't spiritual I wasn't meditating and it was literally going right, um, almost like pulling on my nervous system, right? In hindsight, now that I'm looking at it to go, I need to physically just get through this time of 
setting up my own business and quitting what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life and be a lawyer. Yeah. Um, so I think it is just this, it was, it was more of a physical strength um, and a mental strength at that moment in time, which is so different to how we are now, right? So different. <laughs> That's right. But having the family support, obviously, sort of at least was something behind you. Yes. Um, and then, as you say, it's more of an EQ decision. So I suppose you were like planning and thinking every step of the way and being very strategic about it. Yeah. So it was definitely, yeah, it was the IQ decision. Um, and when I when I quit, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, it wasn't a case of I'm going to do EQ or I'm going to, you know, set up EQ Academy. At that stage, it was like, I need to do something different and um, pick something else. So there wasn't any, um, I guess, strategy in the sense of what next, which is why it was really relying on that inner self to go, I've got to trust myself and back myself to know that the path will show up um, as I take those steps. You know, they, they say, don't you take the steps and the path will just appear. And sometimes what I it's did. only <laughs> appearing one or two steps ahead, like the whole pathway yeah. is not clear, is it? Mm. Yeah. And it's probably good that the whole pathway is not clear because otherwise I think I would have been a sense of overwhelm if mm. I had seen everything that was there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a really good insight because I think a lot of people want to see the whole way and the outcome, don't they? They want to know everything's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. And and part of that whole journey is actually going through it, right? So having those few steps and um, insights appear as they do and then you're almost forced to be present, aren't you, at that moment in time. You should go, well, I only know the next step is to hand my notice in or the next step is to think about what I want to do in my career next. And then you're sort of focused on that. Whereas if you are shown all the steps, you're going to go, what, where do I go now? And you'll end up feeling like a bit of a bouncy ball. <laughs> yes, yeah, could do. Because um, there's so many women that I come across when they're dealing with a major change in their life that are just so uncertain about even the very next decision in front of them they're yeah. like well I don't know uh, what should I do um, I don't know what the outcome is going to be if I take that decision versus this decision is it going to be the right decision or the wrong decision and they're just second guessing whether they will make the right decision at all mm, absolutely um, so when you see only one step ahead um, I guess it's such a huge leap even to have some self-trust that it is right yeah yeah and I think also it's that sure analogy I think Jackie we've spoken about before because when you're only taking that one step you can also see behind you um so it's almost you can retreat into that little safety if you take a little step as opposed to this massive leap um yeah but it definitely is relying on inner strength when you don't know any other way mm. um and going right, I'm just going to trust the process, trust what's what's what I need to do, and it's it's listening to that intuition, that inner voice that we know is there, but sometimes we want to dull it, and we don't actually want to hear it, and then it keeps popping up louder and louder and louder, and then you're going right, I'm just going to do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, um, and so many of us have squashed that little voice for so long as well, uh, and sometimes isn't it that um, we had a guest on on our podcast years ago that said you'll get a slap and then a whack and then a mat truck will hit you if you just stop, don't listen. <laughs> yep. 
So you'll keep you'll keep having to learn the lesson until you get it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's hard to hear as well if you are going through a particularly hard point in your life that um, that there's a lesson to be learned and that you will come through it and you'll be able to look back in hindsight and think, um, I've learned so much from that and it's actually the right thing to have happened. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, it is remembering that everything we go through, we are going to have a takeaway but when you're in the thick of it in that moment, you don't really want to listen to that. You just want to, it's, you're almost in that fight or flight um, to go, right, I just need to get through the next step, you know, whether that's, you know, changing careers, whether it's going through a divorce, whether it's moving house, it's like, I just, you can self-reflect at the end of it and go, aha, this was the lesson. Um, but in that moment, it's sometimes not easy to find that lesson because we just don't have the emotional capacity to, deal with everything in one go which is navigating um that situation plus trying to self-reflect and go oh well what's the you know what's our universal assignment or what's our lesson in this moment and I think it also depends on your support network so you know sometimes when you're navigating these situations there's there's not many people around you you might be doing it alone um so yeah you're sort of pulled to to go in with your own intuition more so mm. so you've just touch then on the emotional capacity to have a understanding and self-reflection in the moment so mm. what are some skills that we could build in the good times that would bring us um, more insight and um, better ability or emotional capacity mm. I think one of my biggest ones is um, reframing rejection so if things if we do take a leap and things don't go our way um remembering that it's there's no such thing as failure there's no such thing as, as rejection and I always like that saying that rejection is just redirection mm -hmm. so all you're doing is being put into a different direction and and that's your lesson there to go that you can't control the outcome you can't control the situation and where you're meant to be you're going to end up so um that's sort of something that I rely on a lot to build my emotional resilience uh, I think prior to learning about EQ and emotional intelligence, I was very controlling of the outcome. Mm. I sort of needed to know what the outcome was going to be, when I was going to get there, what would I feel like when I'm there, and what would I be doing? What would I be doing next? Whereas now I'm sort of able to be in the flow. Um, I can surrender to the outcome and go, okay, even if it's not where I needed to be, I'm going to be guided somehow to get to where I need to be and trusting that that's what's right for me so I think that's my biggest thing is reframing the potential rejection but also surrendering to to what's to come because we don't know what's going to come we can we can plan for it but um that can all you know be thrown out the window yeah absolutely and I think we hopefully have learned that as a collective a little bit with COVID because we realised how little control we actually have even though we think we do. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. So another challenge that you've had in your life, um, potentially after you've had some EQ training, um, how did you approach it differently and then what did you call on? What were the skills that you had to help you through? Mm, I think the next one would have been um, going through my divorce. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and moving so I was uh, married for over 20 years to my first boyfriend and partner so you know making that decision to leave that relationship was huge mm -hmm. and um, 
I think definitely at that moment in time, I called on my EQ there. And that was the the piece of resilience and also trusting that um, the decision I'm making is the right one, even though it's a difficult one. Yeah. Mm. So the IQ side of me would have been, oh, it's just easier to stay. There's nothing really wrong in the relationship. And the other side of me is like, yeah, but I need to follow what my heart is and be true to who I am. And maybe there's, you know, a reason that this needs to end in the way that it does. And I think staying calm throughout that, not getting, you know, overly emotional in the process. Um, and then I was able to transfer that calm throughout the people that were involved in the process as well. Um, Cause you know, energy transfers. So it's remembering to stay calm yourself and um, that sort of helps the people around you. And then, yeah, to be honest, that worked out really well. It's been a, you know, a really smooth process and we're great friends and great co-parents of, of our daughter. So I think it's just using the EQ in the moment to go, feelings are going to pass. Don't get me wrong. There were times where I was scared, emotional, frustrated, but it's having the awareness that those emotions will come and go mm. and reminding myself. And also I think my nervous system that I'm okay and I'm safe because sometimes we can catastrophize uh, our emotions and feelings. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we can get such a physical response to our own um, stories and emotions that we have on loop that, mm. uh, I mean, huge skill to be able to remain calm and I guess uh, keep a bigger perspective as well about mm. um, uh, not just, I suppose, tunnelling down into the potential negativity and just looking up instead yeah yeah and knowing that those feelings are going to pass um you know again it's that saying that it's okay to have you know uncomfortable feelings but don't unpack your bags and live there um yes. you know just transition it out you know that it's going to pass and you'll, you'll move on to the next emotion um and I think it goes back to that feeling of safety you almost need to create that emotional and psychological safety within your own mind you know and go that whatever's going to happen, I'm okay. Like you can get through this. And it's just that inner self-talk mm -hmm. and keeping it positive, even when you feel distressed. Um, I think that's that's really um, a way to get through those difficult times. What are you passionate about now? <laughs> oh, you know that. Um, <laughs> so I guess part of my journey and evolution, you know, through the last, I'd say, you know, three, four years has been... Um, meditation and learning Vedic meditation so I've always been using guided meditation for many years and it's been great but I haven't felt anything life-changing with it and then came across Vedic meditation have been practicing it now for about two years and I decided that's something I want to learn and become a teacher and open up my own little meditation practice center whatever you want to call it so at the moment I'm going through teacher training and I guess it's funny I was saying to someone the other day that this period of time is actually more emotionally stressful than quitting the law and going through my divorce ironically wow. when I'm in a state of learning meditation and that's because of the the time and the juggle and this commitment that this task is taking so um you know the passion's there and it's it's a case of just going right how do I fit it in how do I do my rounding how do I do all the reading and um 
a phrase that I've actually heard used is you have to be boringly consistent, right? And um, it's a non-negotiable that you just do it and everything else of life becomes almost secondary and you fit it in around that. And that's the only way to do it. You have to just be boringly consistent with, with the practices that you've got. Um, and now that I'm in that rhythm, it's, I'm, I'm settling into that, which is really nice. It's funny that um, this is a challenge that you absolutely chose and committed to, and it's the hardest challenge. Mm. Yeah, it is. And that's, that's, I was just talking about it the other day going, it's really weird. I've like, I've moved house. I've got divorced. I've quit my job. I've changed careers, which are right up there in terms of the most stressful things, but it's been this and learning um, that's been, been the most and it's also been a difficult challenge because it's making me question my beliefs my emotions like you know when you're on this journey everything comes to the forefront and what you think you know you actually don't know <laughs> so um yeah there's, there's there's been lots been happening so yeah but it, it's um yeah. I feel like I'm in the right place and time for this journey to to be on yeah so your absolute core being is sort of being shook yes and then you have to keep telling yourself I've committed to this this is something that I want mm, yes and keep going and keep going and it's funny when I first started the um you know, actually when I first started the meditation training um so rounding for those that you don't that don't know is a process of um breathing yoga poses and then meditation and then you lie down for a bit and um it's a form of stress release as is meditation and my teacher was saying that some people release stress in terms of emotions or they'll cry, you know, and have, have releases and other people will, will release stress physically. And I'm not a crier, even though I'm an EQ coach, funny enough, I'm just, I'm just not a crier. So I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. So I wonder what the physical will be. And I was getting um, intense moments of dizziness. So I'd be driving the car and it would happen. I'd be in a work meeting and I felt like I was going to black out. And it was the most stressful thing because I'm on one hand, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sick. I've got a brain tumor. What's going on? Obviously nothing happened. We're physically fit to do what we're doing, but it was just the energetic changes that were happening. And then um, my Vedic teacher said, he goes, if you imagine a tripod or a stool, three-legged stool, and one is your health mm. and one is your um, wealth and one is your mm. family. And he said, if any of those are shaken you you feel like you're going to crumble mm. so in that moment mine was health and um that stool was really shaky mm. um and I was like what is going on and I couldn't comprehend I didn't know when the dizziness was coming didn't know how long it was going to last and all my teacher said was this is part of your process of de-stressing and he said it will take as long as it takes don't control the outcome and I was like this is so hard and um I literally had to surrender and it took about six weeks for the dizziness to stop. Um, hands down, that was the most stressful six weeks of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> I didn't understand why it was happening. Um, mm. And then you're alone. It could happen at two in the morning and you feel like you're going to black out. Yeah. And it would only last up to two minutes. Yeah. And then putting you in unsafe situations with driving and yes yeah. oh scary. I remember going through the worst one was going through the Lane Cove tunnel in a traffic jam oh my god and I was like I have to get out the car <laughs> and like just 
run somewhere. I don't know where I was going to run. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and it took immense strength to get through that. So yeah, hands down those six weeks of that stress release, which is what meditation does. Mm. Um, it releases the, you know, the cumulative stress that we've built up over many, many years. Um, so yeah, but I'm on the other side of it now, which is great. Um, yeah. And it, it almost feels like, you know what it felt like, like when you go up in an elevator and, you, you know, your body hasn't caught up to what's happening. It was like that. Um, and I guess the extra capacity that you're building by releasing all this stress from your body, it's mm. it's such a skill that you now have to carry forward. Yes. For other challenges, because you're yeah. going to have another career change. Yes. And it's funny because even when the, um when I was talking to my teacher, I said, why don't you tell us that this is what's going to happen? Like, why don't you show us what the curriculum is? Why don't you show us what we're going to experience? And he goes, oh, she goes, if you had read the curriculum and you knew how much reading there was, how much rounding there was, and I put in there that you're going to go through a period of dizzy spells for two months, he goes, would you sign up? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he goes, there's your answer. So again, it goes back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast, that sometimes it's okay not to know what's ahead. Mm. Um, and just go through what you're going through and call upon all the tools and skills that you've got to get through it and and lean on people I had to lean on my teacher for support I had to lean on my current partner to go who's on the other side of the world um, and because our daytime is obviously his nighttime and he's sleeping so for only for one week and he's really strict about turning the phone off when he sleeps but for one week I was like I need you to just to keep the phone on because I feel that worried about what's happening um, and he did, he kept the phone on for a week. So yeah, call on the people that, you know, you need around you to get you through um, those those times. But yeah, it's just so funny, right? I've been through so much and it's it's the meditation training that is the most stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Oh, wow. But it's so amazing to sort of have seen your transitions over time as well. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so proud. Thank you. <laughs> um, where would you like people to go to to connect with you or um, yeah. build skill if they need to? Uh, yeah, so at the moment, um, everything I do is coaching around EQ, um, one-on-ones, corporates. We've got an amazing online program for, to help people get through exactly these challenges we're talking about. So it's on eq.academy. Um, and then just watch this space. We've got another 12 months of teacher training to go through. And then um, my mission's really going to be just to teach people um, this amazing skill that's so life-changing once you know how to do it, mm. which you're doing, right? Yeah, I do a lot of meditation and yeah. I'm now doing more um, kundalini uh, yoga as well. Ooh. The chanting makes a big difference for me. Oh, so good. You were having health um, but for me, I just have tears running down my face, but I'm not actually feeling an emotion. It's just. Yeah. It's a release. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they say. They say that you either release it emotionally or you release it from a physical perspective. So I just don't have tears for whatever reason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at least you don't have the dizziness either anymore. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely to connect with you thank you Uish, and thanks for sharing all your wonderful wisdom thank you <laughs> i hope you really enjoyed that episode with Ush. some takeaways and comments from me 
push said to reframe uh, rejection to redirection and failure to feedback. She also made sure that we remember that our feelings will pass and that we need to make sure our inner talk is about us being safe and okay because we don't want to unpack our bags and stay in bad emotions. She also said that trust it's right even though it might be difficult and to make sure that you come from a place of calm when you can because energy does transfer so if you're anxious that would also transfer. If you want more support then consider joining Legally Wise Women Premium Suite. It's $79 a month with no ongoing commitment. And in that you get support with fortnightly live Q&As on Zoom where you can pre-submit your questions. Uh, and if you can't attend live, the replays are available. Uh, for Wisdom, we have a monthly Women's New Moon Circle, which is also on Zoom, uh, where you actually get live interactions with other like-minded women, intention setting and some deeper answers. And then also a monthly power check-in on Zoom as well. So that's something every week. You get skill building twice a week with short videos as well as other curated information. It's all in an online portal. And then for bonuses, there are also downloadable templates with video explanations. Most of the templates are business templates, but as you request them, I can put those in as well. You also get the courses that I've developed, how to find and hire the right lawyer, how to negotiate for what you want and legal business basics. And you get the video recordings of these podcasts as well as other exclusive workshop recordings that I do. Uh, the links are in the show notes and I hope to see you there.